0: Good morning. You are listening to Action Line on KNY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis. And joining
1: me in the studio, I have Representative Andy Story. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I just was at Thunder Mountain High School, heard the keynote for the cultural landscape Uh conference that's been happening through Sea alaska it was very heartwarming and lots of educators there so really great way to start the day
0: well that's good to hear i was i was a little intrigued because i've always yeah, hear about those kinds of conferences but i'm always i'm like i'll need to get around to them one of these days but then i am a very busy person so it's a matter of finding a way to fit those things into my schedule
1: one thing i'll mention is they do have tape them and they're online so you can go to Sea alaska really worth it when you've, I, got, when you've got a free moment. Of course, of course. I,
0: w- I will keep that in mind. Now, there are a couple of big things I want to hit with you, and this is something I hit with Senator Keel as well as Representative Hannon, which is just sort of how the legislature wrapped up this session. Obviously, we went into that one-day special session for the budget. That was actually why you didn't come onto my show that one yes. month because you were like, actually, I'm not going to be able to come in. And I was like, I totally understand.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yes, very true. Uh, it was unexpected in a way. We were hoping that uh, it would come together on that last day, but it didn't. It took us an extra day in special session to um, get a budget that uh, kept us uh, not spending from our savings. I think people are beginning to realize that this is the first time in nine years that we have been able to um, put forth a budget that doesn't withdraw from savings. And many people say that's the first step to having that elusive fiscal plan is to be able to live within our means. Okay. And so
0: there were some there were particular highlights within that budget. The big one I wanted to hit with you was really that r- significant increase in one-time education spending. And so how'd that come about?
1: Well, we have known for quite a few years now, it's been eight years that we've flat funded the base student allocation. And so up at the Capitol, if you're working there, you are hearing from parents, you are hearing from your school communities about, you know, wow, you know, inflation's up high. But even without that, we've been flat funded for so long and costs go up. And so there has been probably the more public outreach on that item all during the session. And of course, I carried a bill the last couple of years as the prime sponsor to increase that. So I have known and been hearing the stories, uh, you know, we want reasonable class sizes, we want to make sure we're keeping our electives for kids, uh, keeps involved in school, and so uh, and so a groundswell of support. And people have been electing from other parts of the state more people who want to say, yes, we need to invest in our kids. Uh, but it wasn't enough to pull it over, <laughs> um, it, to have it permanently in the base of an allocation and have funding for the next year. Uh, but we did get the largest historical increase. The governor still has to put his support behind that. And I wanted to give a plug about that because uh, we have. I have heard people talk to me about the governor's not sure he's going to sign that full amount into law because he has the power of the veto pen to reduce the amount. Um, And I know he's been hearing from people too. I know he is concerned about our kids getting a great start and a good education. So I just wanna say if it's something on your mind, I think it's good to call the governor's office at 465-3500 and let him know that you're in support of the full funding that the legislature did because it is not a done deal. Right,
0: and that was something I talked about a bit with with Representative Hannon yesterday is that even with all these things that we've gotten sort of into that, that budget that we've now passed on to the governor, he still has an ability to be like, I don't like this part of it that's going out.
1: Yes, exactly. So uh, it's a really great time to weigh in and call and, or email the governor about any of the items that you've heard have been in the budget.
0: Okay. I know this is a question I asked uh, Representative Hannon as well as Senator Keel, which is, was there any particular aspects of this budget that you would view as as a win of something that you think was quite significant, that it was good that we got in there, even if it's not finalized yet? Because obviously, like we've already just mentioned, the governor still has the veto pen.
1: Oh, I think we've had some really good wins under public safety. Uh, that is, uh, we have done funding, actually uh, 2.8 million, to expand the village public safety officers program by 10 officers to better serve rural communities. Uh, we have gotten a, a contract. Uh, about $200,000 contract to plan for inmate safety and wellness coordination. We have had some suicides, some losses of people in our um, prison system, and this um, we obviously want to put some money into what's going on. That's a win. Um, You know, we've had a huge backlog in cases, not being able to come to trial because you don't have your public defender um, up with your, Uh, prosecution and so we did 2.9 million to provide caseload stabilization for the public defenders and then 3.5 million to provide guardians and additional support for the office of public advocacy and so those are really some you know investments that were made that I'm excited about Uh, again uh we have uh 250,000 for our state troopers um investigator positions to address missing and murdered indigenous people and so some really good things um on on that line and like going to uh Dipac got two hundred thousand dollars for the Chinook enhancement. You know, see more of those kings <laughs> coming along, and uh, five million to support our Alaska seafood marketing institute to highlight uh, our wild salmon and you know all of our seafood. And so these pieces, I'm hoping the governor, you know, keeps in the budget. Um, I certainly know, you know, you know we're all behind the public safety items. So. Uh, And I could go on, there are a few more, (laughs) but, um, you know, legal services, um, there's an increase for legal services, and um, a big one, too, is to help seniors uh, living on their own, stay living independently, and to assist people um, with disabilities in their home, 1.5 million in grants to help sustain agencies who do that.
0: Okay, Uh, and I have to admit, that is quite a long list, so pretty significant Yes. pieces of legislation there and one of sort of one of my uh, questions here is and this, i'm sure it was on the mind of a lot of folks when this was announced is why what really i mean obviously the one day the special session was around the budget but why did we end up getting into that position where we ended up having to have that that one day to do that
1: Well, this year was an unusual year for the budget. I think it's the first time since, I wanna say like 1982, it sticks in my mind, that we have just concurred with the Senate budget, that we haven't gone to a conference committee. Usually how it starts is, the House starts the operating budget. We approved our budget, it was a several day process, which was contention too, about how we funded education funding, because we didn't want it to come from our savings, we wanted it to be part of our state operating budget because that's how we need to be funding schools as it's just part of to me very strongly it is part of what we do we're constitutionally mandated to do that so that was you know a tough thing to wade through but so the budget went over with um, with it basically having a huge deficit the house budget so when the senate got it like we had about an 800 million dollar deficit because there's just no way to fund some of the things in there because they had funded a higher permanent fund dividend of 2,700 in their budget and they just we didn't have the revenue we put no the house majority didn't put forth any new revenue measures to be able to afford all the things in the budget so the senate was unusual to me that they received a budget that was and a deficit, and we have to have a balanced budget. So they took a long time to look at that budget. They were meeting with the House majority. They were just very concerned, and they kept hanging on to the budget and hanging on to the budget until there was not enough time to go through conference committee where you know, I, usually the Senate budget comes back to the House and the House votes. No, I'm not going to concur with that. And then it goes to conference committee. The House appoints three. The Senate appoints three. And they're usually people on the finance committees because they've been studying the budget in depth in their committees. So they go and then they say, hey, this we don't. And then they have all the items that have differed. And then they come together and they pick which items. And, of course, they're going back to the larger bodies and saying, you know, hey, this is what we're negotiating. Can we give this for that? Well, the House majority, I think, was really wanting that. And then when it came down to it, there wasn't enough time. Um, I belonged to um, the minority House coalition. And we, um, well, there was, you know, certain things in the budget I would have liked to fund or done something differently. Budgets are never, 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 never perfect. Um, I felt comfortable concurring with the budget. And the House... Uh, Majority still did not at the end of the day. I mean, obviously they were trying to get more time. That did not happen. And so they needed another day to really meet with the Senate leadership um, and House leadership. And I think, I, you know, give them credit because it costs a lot of money to extend or to have, you know, special session budget. And you've got to have a budget because July 1st, lots of people are counting on uh, having dollars for the state to continue to do its business. And so uh, they had several meetings throughout the day where we were getting together and then there'd be a break and then getting together. Um, and, you know, some capital infrastructure projects were approved. Um, very basic needed things, uh, maintenance, water, sewer, uh, that it got enough um, votes from the House majority that we did vote in that first day to end the session. And I just think it was a realization that if we would have kept on going, the differences were so big on some of the issues and it wasn't time to put revenue measures in or to do it ever. And so I just appreciate that um, mm-hmm. we did get a budget because then it can start the countdown to legislative Legal looking at the budget because it takes at least a couple of weeks for alleged Legal to go through and make sure all the changes, technical changes, we're good, and then got to the governor's desk just a couple of days ago, Tuesday, I believe. And now he has 20 days to look at the budget. And of course, I'm sure you know he's been watching everything for a long time now. so hopefully it'll be sooner than that. Um, but it's a great time to weigh in on any of those budget items um, if you feel they're just, yes, really important.
0: Gotcha. Well, we are going to move into our break. When we come back, I'll talk to you a bit more about maybe some specific bills. And I also know that you wanted to mention a town hall that's coming <laughs> up. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. Welcome back to Action Line. I am still your host, Jordan Lewis. And joining me still, I have Representative Andy's Story. Now, in the first half, we spent a good sh- well, we spent most of that half talking really about the budget and how the legislature wrapped up, but there was a couple other big topics I want to hit with you, and one of those was House Bill 99, because we talked about it previously, at least a little bit, and I saw that it didn't end up going any further. It got, I'm trying to think of the right term here you might have it for me. Like for one, a bill goes to a committee and they end up saying no.
1: Uh, yes, that can happen. A bill can die in committee. But um, I don't think that bill is, is dead. And so um, you're t- um, I think that's very important that people are all treated respectfully for who they are and, um, so we shall see what happens in the next session. Cause remember this, we just had the first two quarters of the legislative session and we'll have the next two quarters. And, uh, yeah, I think that there's, um, I, yeah, I think there'll be more work done on that.
0: Okay. And I, and I had wanted to bring that up with you just cause I remember we had talked about it previously and it's one that I've kept my eyes on. And so it's like, yeah, I want to circle back to it. Now that I checked it on, I was like, how is it, how has it fared in the legislature since last I looked? Oh, it's not going anywhere. anytime, in the near, near future from when I looked mm-hmm. at it anyway. Okay. Now I also know that you wanted to mention a town hall that's coming up.
1: Oh yes. Um very important uh this uh next Thursday actually, uh five thirty to six thirty we're gonna be down at Juno Douglas High School Yada Calais Commons. Uh, and we'd like, we'd just love people to stop by, uh, share any concerns, um, we'll give a brief legislative update, try and emphasize brief there, because uh, we really want to hear from uh, people, their concerns, their thoughts about the budget, uh, just really important to um, to get together so to speak and we will have some food <laughs> so i think that's always nice because it's a time of day where i'm at least hungry and so i think it's more a casual sort of uh, sort of event and just a welcome um a welcoming time to get together so uh, yeah please come on down and of course people you know are busy this time of year if people can't make it we all all the delegation welcomes phone number phone, phone calls four six five three seven four four. we zoom you know we will meet um uh, come to the Capitol. It's a little quieter right now, so please call and, you know, make sure we're there, but uh, part of representing people is we need to talk to people and what's on their hearts and minds, and so I really appreciate anyone who calls and um, stops me and, you know, shares something that they are thinking about. Okay. And I wanted to say I just got back from a couple of town halls, went up to Haynes. Senator Keel and I were in Haynes last weekend in Kluckwan. and so that was really good to get up there and I uh, hear concerns from those communities
0: okay and do you remember what some of those concerns were because now you have my attention now that you've mentioned oh. that you heard some sure I'd like yeah. to know what they were yeah of
1: course uh, yes of course um, um, a big concern and it's a concern here in Juneau you know not no surprising is the decision the courts are going to make about the uh, troll fishing fishing you know many many families are waiting to uh, hear what the ruling is going to be on that and they're hoping they'll be able to fish for kings and that that we're hoping the, the judge will rule on the 23rd to make sure that that industry is open and of course The people I talk to are still going to be going out fishing, but they'll be fishing for fish that are not as, um, bring home as much uh, revenue as kings do. And so, um, and obviously, we strongly disagree, you know, in the state of Alaska, it's kind of united conservation groups, um, you know, that we are not, the, the trollers are not the cause of the decline of the uh, killer whale population in the Puget Sound, that there's many other things happening. So that was a big thing. Um, uh, You know, environmental issues are always big. Uh, There was an amendment made to the Palmer Project, which is a proposed mining exploration project up there, and people feel there should be a better public process. So trying to make sure that we're advocating for that. Um, Always hear about, uh, define uh, benefits, uh, trying to keep, even in small communities, people really helps to keep people in the community for a longer time, particularly teachers. We toured uh, Haynes High School and the Kluckwan School, uh, which is always like a number one request for me. And I've been to Haynes High School before, but I hadn't been to the Kluckwan School. So that was really good uh, to, to see. Um, people were concerned about state parks issues some of the mosquito lake some of the other parks have not been taken care of well and that has to do with the parks budget and when we're and also advocating to you know um, commissioner and the deputy commissioner and things like that to make sure um, these areas are open and being taken care of maintenance and things like that so uh, always so it's good
0: okay I was you mentioning the the Haynes High School. I think the last time I was in there <laughs> was probably uh, my freshman year of college. It was a cl- part of a course we went out to, to Haynes and Kluakwan to get kind of a more of a sense of where we were in Southeast Alaska. Because I mean we're, we were college freshmen. That was kind of the whole idea with that. And then with regards to the to the fisheries, I remember when I first saw that decision and then seeing the reaction. And when you to me when you saw all of our own environmental groups and everybody in grids. to me that kind of is one of the strongest indicators you can have of like yeah i think i know which side most people are going to be on in this issue you know what i mean
1: oh yes most definitely and it's so alarming and i just can't express i mean the worry of families involved in that fishery and the ang- underlying anxiety and uh so yeah we and i think we you know we know that but it's still it's you know it's tough.
0: Yeah, and, and we're still following that in the newsroom, and we're keeping eyes on that and getting whatever updates that we can out to folks if they they can know. At least on our end, I mean, unfortunately, I don't have any legislative legal power. I probably shouldn't <laughs> either, but
1: well, these decisions are made separate from um, from the, the legislative level, but we mm. can certainly make sure public process is being followed the way it can. But uh, and then try and uh, you know support what we can. But the you know some of the courts are making some of these decisions
0: yeah my well was i unfortunately do not have the power to do anything in the situation yeah. all i can do is is tell folks what's going on
1: and you know what i just want to many people have sent comments and they copy us on comments and it, people do make a difference i mean it, um so yeah i don't want to negate that but they do yeah
0: okay and then i'm trying to think if there was another really big oh yes you were working on some legislation in relation to the permanent fund dividend. So, how has that sort of progressed, or where is it sitting at now that we finished the first session? Or we're waiting to get into the to the next part.
1: Yes, that is uh, permanent fund dividend eligibility um, for uniformed services personnel, and so we have. This is a constituent issue brought to me. Uh, several years ago, now we've been trying to get this over the finish line, where we left out a NOAA Commission Officer Corps and Public Health you know, you, um, Commission Officer Corps who are going off past the PFD absentee um, rates for their doing service, and then it's rejected because it's not a, it's not an armed services. It's, this is um, it says armed services, but they're still commissioned officer corps like the armed services. So um, and, I'll, you know, we get kids get deferments for when they're going out to college or post secondary training if they're gone. And so here people serving our country <laughs> cannot get an allowable absence for their PFD. So it should happen. I mean, and it's been through. It's this last session, uh, State Affairs approved it. Military and Veterans Affairs approved it. And it's now in-house finance. Uh, the catch right now is since our permanent fund dividend um, question about how do we change the formula, what should the amount be, uh, it's... Uh, it's not an easy piece of legislation to do right now because if it goes to the floor, people will want to be putting in PFD amounts to it because it's the same subject. And so it's anyway, it's there. Um, it's ready to go. Uh, we also add, added into the bill to make it better. State affairs added that added that laddie Shaw, the um, chair um, to allow, allow people who are off with doing their merchant marine training to be included. That was not also allowable absence, and uh, that's alarming. <laughs> so it, it needs to happen. I'm not sure how it's going to happen, but there's many minds up there, and so we will, we will see. And so um, one of the big ones, of course, we've talked about before is our scholarships for our youth, our Alaska Permanent Fund scholarships, and that is. Um, That's great. That legislation became a House Education Committee bill. And so my my sponsored Bill 31, now it's called 148. And so the whole Education Committee said, we like this. We want it to happen, which is just like, yay, rah, rah. Um, And so it gives notifications to students earlier. Um, that they're going to be receiving the scholarship. It increases the amount of the scholarship. It allows up to a a year of career technical education credits to be counted as part of the curriculum that's accepted. Um, It eliminates testing for requirements for your SAT and ACT. And so um, anyway, it's in-house finance. Uh, We had a hearing scheduled, um, budget got in the way, it was canceled, and anyway, it's got a great chance of passing next session, Um, and it's really positive there's a companion bill in the Senate that also is trying to get a hearing in Senate finance, so whoever gets it over the line, that will be the major vehicle, and I I would be shocked if that did not pass, and that was just going to be great things for um, building our workforce. Uh, so that's, that's really great. And then um, I have a language bill. Um, I was, that
0: is... Unfortunately, we are out of Oh, time. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're okay. Remember, remember <laughs> story. But I do want to thank you for coming on and taking the time to chat with me.
1: Thank you very much. And I hope everybody has a great day out there.
0: All right. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.